And then Mark is named after Matt Damon because Tommy Wiseau thought his name was Mark Damon. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cinefleck. I am your host, Ethan Colburn. This week on the podcast, we watched The Room, which is simultaneously the worst movie and the best movie I have ever done on this podcast. It is um, it is one of the great artifacts of humanity and um it is it has everything you'd want in a movie i it makes you laugh it makes you cry it frustrates you it engages and entertains you and um though i don't think you need to watch the room before listening to this podcast because i think the experience of the room is independent of anything that I can describe. So I hope that you listen to this podcast, even if you haven't seen The Room, but I do recommend checking out The Room. I had uh, my good friend, Sydney Gerald on. Um, Sydney and I met studying abroad in Paris, and uh, we've been we've been really close ever since, and it was really great having her on. We hope to do a follow-up with the disaster artist sometime soon. So that's in the works right now. We uh, we drank London Mules on this episode, which have nothing to do with the movie, but I think we picked the drink a while ago before we decided on a movie, and uh, we really wanted to do London Mules, so we decided to stick with that. It's a great drink. It's one of it's one of Sydney's favorites, and it's up on my Instagram and Twitter, which I'll have links for in the bio. Though I think most of you guys follow me at this point. Um, not really sure what's going on next week so i will uh keep people posted on um on instagram and twitter though i have a never a number of great things in the works right now so i will uh i will try to keep everyone updated on social media without further ado let's get into this episode Oh, hi, Sydney. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> Thank you. I can't. I just no. can't. <laughs> no, I can't either. It's fine. Thank you for coming on. Thank of course. You. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for joining the podcast. We've been talking about this for a while. For a really long time. Like a really long time, like probably since I started this. Um, I'm glad we're finally doing the room. How are you doing? I'm doing just just great. Enjoy my London mule. Yeah, we're drinking London mules today on the podcast. Do you, like, how, like, I, I don't remember how we decided on this drink. What, what happened with this? It's quite good. It has nothing to do with the movie, but it's, it's very good. No, it has nothing to do with the movie. Um, I feel like we were just talking about it one day. I think 
you know that I like meals, but London meals are actually cooler because they have gin instead of vodka. I don't know. I just think it tastes better. Yeah, we were talking about it. I think one time we're like, oh, we'll do something with a London mule. And then we're like, we'll do something British. And then we were like, we should just do the room. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yes, we we're going to do a British movie. Um, so I was like, yeah, we should do like a room themed drink. But I think the only drink that they have in the movie is where Lisa pours like scotch into a glass and then pours vodka on like, top of it. It's like vodka so, and scotch? <laughs> Or is it, yeah, or is it I mean, apple juice and scotch? What is that drink? I thought it was like liquor on top of liquor. I mean, like who puts, who puts a mixer in first? I feel like <laughs> a move. <laughs> no, definitely not the mood because then the alcohol sits on top. I love that scene where she's like, she's like, you want me to order a pizza? He's like, no. She's like, she's like, it's already on the way. Just kidding. <laughs> I already ordered a pizza. You think of everything, Lisa. <laughs> You think of everything. <laughs> um, before we move forward, would you like to give a brief a synopsis? A quick synopsis, like a little quick, overview of the movie. Overview of the plot line of the movie. Yeah, absolutely, because nothing happens. No. <laughs> Literally nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, kind of a lot happens if you think about it, right? It does. Because he dies. No... It doesn't make any chronological sense. No, definitely not. It is completely random and choppy. And I mean, that's why it is called like the worst movie of all time. So Lisa and Mark are engaged. Actually, Lisa's engaged to Johnny. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lisa's engaged to Johnny. Which they really introduced us in a bad way into like the plot line. Like Lisa is cheating on Johnny with Mark and Mark is Johnny's best friend. Um, Mark sometimes like acts like he's completely oblivious to the fact that he's <laughs> cheating. Um, and then sometimes he's like, I love you, baby. Um, and then Lisa's mother also pops in once in a while just to stir the pot. Um, really, really just to like stir the pot. 18 year old kid who like, you know, he just pops in as well. Sometimes I throw the football around. Um, and then all of a sudden Johnny catches them basically, and then he commits suicide. So that is basically the plot line. That's um, the plot line. Yeah. And it takes a really, really long time to get from point A to point B, but you know, there's <laughs> plenty of that. <laughs> so, so this is a, this is a bad movie, but personally, I don't know whether it's like more appropriate to rate it a a a, a one or a ten because right. it's such an entertaining watch and there's something yeah. so captivating about it but i don't like i don't know why the captivating about it is because it you, you if someone has no i guess like background knowledge of the movie and they turn it on and they're watching they're like this is obviously a joke like whoever wrote this script and the actors and are clearly doing this just like as a joke and then you come to like learn the story and kind of how it was produced and written like it's it wasn't a joke like Tommy Wiseau was completely serious and put a lot of money into the movie he put six million dollars into the movie <laughs> the the budget is six million dollars which 
you can't tell because I mean, I know $6 million on like in the grand scheme of things is not a high budget for a movie, but no, but I've seen like a million dollar movies that, that look, look nice. This is this $6 million and it looks like $25,000. Indeed. Indeed. Um, it's, it's kind of insane. Should we talk about Tommy Wiseau? I feel like he's, yeah, he's so, important. Like you got to know about Tommy to know about the room. So Tom, so Tommy Wiseau is the director, star, and producer of the movie. <laughs> Writer, okay. So Writer. One of my, one of the funniest things is like the intro was like all dramatic. It shows these like shots of San Francisco, and then it shows Tommy Wiseau just riding on like a trolley, and yeah. then, and then in like big font. On the screen, it says, written by Tommy Wiseau, produced by Tommy Wiseau, directed by Tommy Wiseau, starring Tommy Wiseau. And you're just like, all right, something, something's going on here. <laughs> something's, something's definitely happening. So Tommy Wiseau is a mystery man. Um, we don't know how old he is. He claimed to be like in his 20s while filming this, but he's clearly in his 40s, like very clearly at least in his 40s. Um, he claims he's an all-American guy. <laughs> we know... He's not all-American guy. We know, he's, we know he's not all-American guy. Um, and, yes. <laughs> and um, we don't know how he got the money to produce this movie. And I think... Like, what's so interesting about this movie to me is you watch it and you're like, it seems, it seems like an alien picked up our TV signals for like three months and then like tried to replicate what like humans talk like. Yes, exactly. That's, I think that's such a good way to put it. Like, it's, it's just so, like, all, like, how it was written, it just is so unnatural and just not how humans interact with each other. Like, everything about it is just incredibly awkward. And, like, even Tommy Wiseau is, like, an actor, like, like, he's reading his own script. He's, like, acting out his own script. And even it's, like, foreign to him. Like, it's just <laughs> yeah the most um, bizarre thing ever. Um but very entertaining. <laughs> very entertaining. So any thoughts on Tommy in general to <laughs> start out here? Um, honestly, I think he's a dude with good intentions who just wanted to make a movie and fulfill his dream of being an actor. And honestly, kudos to him. And I know, I guess, his intentions were to make a serious film. Um, but they say, you know, no publicity is bad publicity. So I guess he kind of achieved his dream because the room is now a cult classic. Um, and that's He's, why you know, regular old people, I guess not, you would know about it because you're a movie buff, but um, I actually had heard of it before, like we even met. So that's why, you know, people, um, you know, know about it. Yeah, it's a total cult classic now. I mean, it's, it's, um, it, it's especially after the, Disaster artist, which I think we are probably going to do a podcast on at some point, hopefully. But um, sure? it's a good follow up. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good follow up. But like, it's become like like the the movie itself is equally as in intriguing as the story around it. 
And um, like I, I started this today, right before I started it, like I walked into my mom's room. I was like, hey, you want to say the worst movie ever made? And she's like, no, like definitely not. <laughs> and then she walks out into the kitchen like 20 to 30 minutes in and I'm like, just watch two minutes of this. <laughs> it's just like, oh my God. And, and he's like, I'm tired, I'm wasted. I love you, darling. Like it was, it was that scene. And she was just like, what is happening? And then she stayed through the rest of it. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like she Your could- mom and I did get like pulled into watching some weird things when I came and visited you. What was it? Um, insatiable. Insatiable. You, you two, this is like, I was working. So you came to yeah. see me for like a week and then I was working and you guys just like- We just had half a day. Like, I was like doing spa day with your mom, like plucking her eyebrows. Um, watch like insatiable. Um, which was a very, very strange show, but kind of, like, addicting. Um, Insatiable's very addicting. Also, you plucked both my mom's and my eyebrows. That's true, I did. Um, they look like they could use some work. <laughs> I know, I know. I really, need to, I really need to fix them up now. They're, they're big caterpillars at this point. Yeah, I'm not sure how we ended up there, but your mom and I really bonded in that day. How, like, it's a movie that I think, just because of how weird it is, it instantly just captivates you because there's there, there there's like something that pops up on the screen like every 10 seconds that just doesn't make sense it's just truly unpredictable and almost just shocking like and that's what's so captivating about it it's just right. like can this get any worse and then it does it continues to um <laughs> like within i think within five minutes of the movie so the room has, it, it's not like, I'd say, what would you rate the film? I, I guess it's unrated, right? But I think there's like nudity and like sexual scenes, right? Oh, it has to be an R. I mean, it's an R because there's no, because yeah, it's it's an R, I guess, but I don't know. Yeah, like sometimes, sometimes the script just seems very like childish and then sometimes it seems, well, it's a scene. <laughs> They drop like, you know, some curse words here and there that are just oddly placed. And then like, there's some also like oddly placed sex scenes. Um, and then just like smooth jazz music in the background. I mean, you truly have to see it for yourself. Um, but like within five minutes, it just, you know, Lisa and Johnny get, get out. There's a sex scene. And then there's another sex scene about like 10 minutes later, that's the same sex scene. Yeah. So Tommy Wiseau, I guess decided to like essentially copy and paste like the first sex scene again <laughs> the movie and treat it like it was its own separate sex scene but he was like well we ran out of good you know tape for this so but I really want another sex scene <laughs> <laughs> I think I think there might be different smooth jazz in the background though this time so we'll let it They're different smooth jazz I think my favorite my favorite song in the whole movie is um is when Greg Sestero and Lisa are having sex on the stairs, but like not even having sex. They're just kind of making out and he takes off his shirt and then all of a sudden they've, they've have had sex, which I yes. think actually has to do with like, Craig Sestero said, I will not be naked in this movie. Like he told him that ex explicitly. It was like, I will not be naked in this movie. And so- okay. Um, which kind of makes sense if you're watching like the scenes, uh, he is never naked and it's always implied, 
but yeah, it's like a really weird like shoulder upshot. I feel like for him, and then Lisa's right. kind of. But mind you, Lisa's tits are staircase. everywhere. <laughs> yes, it is not just any staircase that they quote unquote like have sex on. It is a spiral staircase. Good point. It's just like that just shakes things up even more. I mean, I don't know how we're doing this, but they appear to be sitting down. It's just like the logistics just don't add No, up. I mean, you make a really good point, which is like, how do you ever have sex in a, uh, on like a spiral staircase? Which also reminds me in the sex scene, like he's clearly having sex sex with like her stomach. Like it's, he's aiming yes. wrong and it's just, it's just very uncomfortable. He's not in the right place. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. There's but, just I mean, so much wrong. There's so much wrong there. Um, so where was I with this? Oh, how my favorite song is the part where they they just go, "You are my rose, you are my rose," and then they they repeat that line for about a minute and a half. They go, "You are my rose, you are my rose." It's so, it's so. Um, it just seems like they got like the cheapest stuff available really that would be in any movie can do better what's up i said i really think you can do better with six mil yeah no yeah. seriously seriously you probably could have gotten some some r kelly and that well not r kelly r kelly's canceled <laughs> you know what i mean like probably could have gotten some tay angelo in there or something but um so how the first sex scene was um tommy was wanted a six second a, 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 Tommy Wiseau wanted a six-minute cut of the sex scene. Mm-hmm. And the editor was like, no, no, no. Six minutes is way too long. Let's do three minutes. And three minutes is already so... It's so... That is very long. It's so long. And you're watching it and you're just like, is this going to end? I really get the point that they're having sex. Like, I get the idea. Yeah. Um, and it's really, really long. But Tommy Wiseau, that's about half of what the sex scene was. So just and he still didn't have enough film because he copied and pasted it. <laughs> yeah, I guess she, she didn't want to sh- shoot like another sex scene. I, I guess, but um, yeah. So that that was about half of what initially was. Um, and, and then the other thing about the sex scene is Denny. I think it's Denny. I think it's not Danny. I think it's Denny. It's Denny. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Aha, Denny. And so so Denny is um really creepy so creepy like we apparently johnny had adopted him when he was before he turned 18 like we don't know where this kid came from if you ever need any help with the tuition please let me know yeah like johnny's apparently a father figure except he's like in his 20s and he's clearly 40 like at least um clearly it's just, yeah, very, very confusing. But Denny, yeah, Denny, like, so they actually lead into the first sex scene with a pillow fight as, like, that's, like, everybody's definition of, like, hey, let's get it on. I'm going to, you know, kill you with a pillow first. And then um, Denny says, I love to watch you guys. Yeah, Denny's, like, comes up the stairs after, like, Lisa and Johnny have already made it clear that they're going to go upstairs and they're going to have sex. And... I guess they're just having a pillow fight, like, you know, normal. <laughs> like, um, and then Denny's, like, sitting there, like, oh, well, clearly I'll go follow them up the stairs. And then he starts joining in the pillow fight. And then Johnny's, like, 
two's a party, but three's a crowd. And <laughs> I can't. Like, what does that mean? Yeah, but he basically tells Denny to go F off. <laughs> and Denny, like, is like, oh, man. And he finally leaves. Um, and then Swipe the or no swiping. Kicks in. <laughs> It's it's such a bizarre scene, and I think it um, perfectly encapsulates the start of the movie. Do you want to do like a draft of our favorite like details about this movie? Because I think I think there's so much there's so much here. There's really really so much here. Um, there's a Tanya. What's what's like your favorite part of this movie? Hmm, my favorite part of the movie. I feel like that's tough I think I think what's so funny is like Johnny's chuckling like throughout the film like it's not really uh-huh. one part. it's just like I was um I watched the movie and you kind of notice that he like had does this like weird like haha like laugh uh-huh. it's like very uncomfortable and force um and then I like finished the movie. I noticed it a lot during the movie, but then I watched just like some YouTube videos like that compiled like the room's quote unquote like worst moments and just like kind of some funny like highlights and stuff like that. And there's like a loop of <laughs> Johnny doing that laugh over and over and over again. And I think it lasts for like two minutes. And it's just like him saying, haha, like over and over again. Uh, what a story, Mark yeah yeah it's it's priceless how that moment where he goes aha well the story mark that immediately that 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 follows a moment where park is like i knew this girl she was hooking up with 12 guys one guy beat her up so bad she went to the hospital <laughs> and then tommy was oh out of nowhere he goes aha well the story mark like it's like yeah, like, a, like it's like a hilarious anecdote that he just like yeah like i mean any normal person would be like oh my god like that's terrifying like we don't really joke about like you know domestic violence anymore it's just like very in taste these days um but there's just like certain there's like a couple of like bombs that get dropped in the movie that like like for example um sorry i'm kind of going off on a tangent here no 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 no, all tangents (laughs) it won't be as chaotic as the movie i promise you yeah especially with this movie um like so there's like that where like he talks about a woman like just getting beat up and then also um I think one of the first scenes of the movie is Lisa's by herself and her mom comes over and I'm telling you her mom is there for literally 30 seconds her name is Claudette Lisa's like bitching about um Johnny and her mom is just like, well, everything's wrong with me. And Lisa's like, oh, nothing's wrong with you. And <laughs> mom goes, the results are in. I definitely have breast cancer. That was like, that was like my mom's second scene in this movie. And she was like, oh, man. oh my God, what's happening? Yeah. And Lisa's just like, oh, you'll be fine. And then mom just like leaves. And you're like, I'm sorry. Like, that is a very like serious thing. And it was just blown off. That is Honestly, just so. <laughs> I love that scene so much, and I think that was gonna be like my next pick in the draft. But like, I I love the idea that it's just it's brought up once, 
And she's like, I definitely have breast cancer. And, and then her daughter's like, don't worry about it. By the way, don't worry. Or, or like, don't worry, man. Or like and anything with don't worry spoken is, is spoken 15 times in this movie. Oh, more than um, that. By every character, everybody's like, don't worry about it. You know, Johnny. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about that. So, so all the don't worries is, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot, but, um, yeah, I, I, I just love the idea that her mom has cancer, but then it's never brought back up. It is like something that could be like, you know, something that adds value to the plot, I guess, for, you know, character development. Like they could have shown Lisa dealing with, you know, that news and then, whatever but it just it's not mentioned again um yeah also another one i think this like i think we're kind of on the topic now of just like really random scenes um i think when denny gets held at gunpoint for buying like drugs (laughs) is one of honestly i think is one of the most ridiculous scenes in the movie like and chris r i love his his character (laughs) name is chris r like there's another chris in the movie (laughs) I forgot about that. That's so funny. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, that, that scene is absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah, and then, and then he's like, it doesn't matter. He's going to jail now. It doesn't matter. And then she's like, what drugs were you buying? He's like, it doesn't matter. And then, and then he delivers the final line. He delivers the final line. You're not my fucking mother. Which yeah. is just... just uh, and then the scene just like, I think absolutely incredible um after a minute of lisa and claudette screaming at denny this was like so what happened was denny's just randomly on the roof of their apartment wherever that is um chris r just comes up and points a gun at his head and they start screaming and then lisa and claudette immediately are there with (laughs) with johnny and mark and then johnny and mark like whisk the guy away apparently take him to jail and then and then Claudette. Johnny comes out 20 seconds later. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Claudette and Lisa scream at Denny for about 20 seconds. And then Mark and Johnny magically reappear. Chris R is already in jail. Like It's all taken care of. He's at his trial. He's gone. <laughs> I know. It's just the timeline, man. It's, it's great. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so, so that's about the point where I'm, where like, my mom came back in and she'd seen the scene of them getting like drunk together that I'm tired, I'm wasted, I love you, Lisa, that one. And so she'd seen that and the rooftop scene and then she was like, are they a throuple? And I was like, kind of. Like, yeah, kind like, of, but not, not officially. But Chani kind of kisses him. He's like, oh, come here. And then he's like, like it's okay and then my mom's like this is this is odd they're both like kissing this like person that's pretending to be a child even though he's like 40 it's a it's it's an odd scene um i i think my next favorite thing about the movie is probably claudette um i love the mom in this i think she just keeps it real um like the whole time like 
like I think I think the biggest laugh I have in this movie is when she's like, "How many people come in and out of this out of this apartment all the time?" <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's ridiculous. I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. But I think um, she seems like she's commenting on the plot holes of the script just throughout the movie. Like that just seems like her role. She just seems like she's constantly mm-hmm. just like commenting on like, why are there so many people coming in and out? Like, why are there people that are pretending to be teenagers, but they're in their thirties, just like hanging out in your apartment to make out and eat chocolate off of each other, (laughs) which happens. One of the strangest scenes. And then we all, and then we all move on. And then, and then the guy's like, so uh, I came back in and then your grandma had me undies. And he's all like, It's so it's so uncomfortable. In in, 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 in in like a super cringy movie, he might be the most uncomfortable character. And yeah, no, I agree. He's he's something else. Um definitely does not go with the rest of the movie at all. Don't know where they found him. But I have no idea. But it's very impressive. No, no idea. Um yeah, just just so just so strange. These high school kids that are definitely 30. Picks um, <laughs> with Denny. We think he's young. He might be in his 40s. We, we don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, so what would be like your next favorite thing about this movie? It's so hard to choose. Yeah, it is hard. I think one of my favorite, like, I have like a hard time picking scenes because there's just a, like a lot of ridiculousness going on in the movie. But I think one of my favorite, um, like, lines in the movie is like the, um, oh, this, okay, so I'll give you a little background. So this yeah. is when Lisa, I think, this is after Lisa realizes that she's out of love with Johnny. She wants to be with Mark. She, I think, is trying to figure out how to get out of the situation because she's just kind of like, she's sleeping with them both. She's not really doing anything about it, but this is like when she orders the pizza, I'm pretty sure, and then have their scotch and vodka drinks and Johnny's like oh I don't drink and she forces him to drink which is great you know I mean very very thoughtful yeah and I think she um gets him hammered and then he like blacks out doesn't remember and then she goes around like telling people like her mom Mark I think like some of her friends that he Christine yes Um, that he got and hit her and I don't know how Johnny finds us out but there's like a scene where he's like walking onto like the rooftop you know just one of the random places they film this movie and he's like I did not hit her I did not hit her it is bullshit I did not hit Lisa and like throws his water bottle I did not I did not yeah (laughs) oh hi Mark oh yes yes it's just like the weirdest yeah, say like say it in sequence because I feel like you would do that better. So it's a, it's um I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh hi, Mark. <laughs> That's the line. Honestly, you do you do a really good Tommy Wiseau impression. Thank you. It's not it's not it's not that amazing, but I appreciate I appreciate your support. And my endeavors. If you were in the room, would you be Tommy Wiseau and I'd be your best friend, Mark? I think. 
and then Paige would be Lisa. I'd love, I'd love you with a fake beard. I think that would be really, really fun. <laughs> I would. I already have and a blonde can... thing going on. That's like the first step. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. You need a little blonde bob. I think that my next favorite thing about the movie is, um, and this is sort of an odd one, but it strikes me every time it happens. I love in the party scene how <laughs> she's all like, let's all go outside. <laughs> and then they're all like, okay. And then everyone just like immediately goes outside. I love how like, I love how obedient the crowd in the party <laughs> scene is. <laughs> like, I love it's like how- so unnatural, you know? Like I love how every time they go on the, the roof, they're like, they're like, it's getting cold. Let's all go back inside. They're like, okay. <laughs> they all, and they're like, okay, there's an announcement. And, but they all do exactly what they're told all the time. It's, it's really, it's really incredible to watch. Yeah. Um, I think the one who like is the worst at listening is Denny, like, or he just like is the worst at picking up on hints. Um, he can't figure it out at all. Yeah. Like pretty much 95% of the time that Denny's there, Lisa or Johnny is kind of like go away. And he just is like, you know, also, can we talk about how I think another part that's hilarious to me um is when Denny comes over and it's just him and Johnny wait no so he does this twice so there's one time with just him and Lisa and he tells Lisa that he loves her and wants to kiss her yeah it's like haha okay <laughs> you're being silly Denny you can go now and then he like leaves and then he like comes back over on like a separate scene it's just him and Johnny and he's like Johnny sometimes I just feel like I'm in love with Lisa and Johnny's like well, she's my fiance, but she loves you as a person. No, he goes, he goes, she loves you as a person, as a human being. As a human being. <laughs> that's the oh point where he goes, human being. Yes. I literally watched that last night, that part. Like, and I was like, okay, he just said human being, like not human being, human being, like B-E-A-N. <laughs> Definitely being. <laughs> We're all just human beings in this, you know. We're just human beings. Just a bunch of beans. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. I, I, I think what beans? makes this, what? <laughs> Would we be baked beans? We, we're definitely refried beans. <laughs> I mean, Tommy Wiseau definitely like wrote the script with himself in mind as playing the main character. And so that's why I think he's such a static character throughout the film. There's absolutely no, nothing controversial about him, whatever. Like he's supposed to be this great guy. No, he's like an angel. He's like- He just gets like royally screwed over basically by his best friend, his, and he like keeps, um, and his, and his fiance and, and he, and he really tries to look for the best in people too. Um, like he tries uh -huh. to- And he provides for Lisa and Lisa yeah. just turns him down because Lisa, because- Women are bitches. Is this, is this God? Like, yeah, there's definitely like some. The, I think the craziest. So this movie came out in what, like 2003, right? Yeah, yeah. So it is. I mean, we definitely said we've made a lot of progress since then. But like certain Still. things. That yeah, like you, you hear in the movie, like Claudette is Lisa's mom, and I'm sure you know there's still a lot of 
you know, traditional mothers out there who will be like, yeah, you need to be financially supported by a man. But that's like what Lisa's mom is kind of like constantly telling her, like Lisa confides in her mom multiple times. She's saying, hey, I don't love Johnny anymore. I'm over this. Um, and her mom's like, hey, he financially supports you. He's a good man. Um, uh-huh. And not only that, she says he hit me. And then yeah, she's and like, then, well, and then she's like, well, she's he, he financially supports you. <laughs> her mom in nicer terms basically tells Lisa that she will be homeless if she does not stay. <laughs> basically. And also like there's a time when Johnny and Greg, I'm sorry, I keep calling him Greg, but Greg is the actor's real name. Mark, Mark is his Mark is his name in the movie. And Mark is like talking about Johnny's like, hey Mark, like How's your, how's your romance life? Your how's your life? sex life? Anyway, how's your how's sex, sex life? Just out of nowhere, <laughs> of course. And Mark is like, women are bitches. They're crazy. Like, I don't, I don't know about them. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just funny. No, it's like how Tommy Wiseau thinks American dudes talk when he's not <laughs> around. It's like, that, that's his entire movies. He's like, he's like, get out of here, bitch. Like, like I, I, I forget his exact line in the bathroom, but he's like he he says something along the lines of like yes, I, I don't want to talk to you, bitch. But he says bitch, and apparently everyone in the set started laughing when he said that. <laughs> and and, and he was immediately like, why. yeah, he was immediately like, why are you guys laughing? Like, what's what's? I think that's part of the humor of this movie, and part of the reason he's done a lot of projects since now since this and um and i think that the reason they haven't worked is because he knows he's a joke as opposed to like here he is seriously trying for something great Mm -hmm. and it's just it it leads to a different result if you're trying to be if 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 you're trying for something humorous as opposed to if you're trying for something like he, he he kept this movie in theaters for two weeks and he paid for the showings yeah for two weeks so it would qualify for the academy awards like that's what that that's the quality that he thought this movie would be at right yeah there's just a huge disconnect there and it really makes you wonder about the guy but also yeah. it kind of is like it's kind of sad a little bit, you know? It's, it's a little sad. Yeah, like, I mean, he really wanted this to be a great film. And honestly, like like I said earlier, it, it's, it's a turn into a famous um, film. And I think it is kind of great in its own way. It's like, not really for the way it was intended to be, but it's, it, it brings like entertainment and laughter and I think those are good things. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, I think the disaster artist has, like, a really good job at this, um, at, at, at sort of portraying this. But, I mean, it, it um, like, it's sort of an odd story because he wanted to be taken seriously as an actor and mm-hmm. become super famous. And he did sort of... Like he, 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 like eventually, like he made a ton of money off this off this project. Like he, oh, yeah. 
it, it has midnight showings everywhere. He shows up occasionally. Um, and everyone throws spoons at the screen every time they see spoon stock stock pictures and like the frames and stuff. But um, <laughs> that's a thing. But like, it, it's got a cult following at this point. And so it has, he, he is a famous person. It's just not in the way that you expected. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's an odd story in that he's successful, but not not how he wanted to be successful i think yeah. I, I just think it's an odd it's an odd story in that way and i think that's what made and 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 and, and i think that's what makes the follow-up movie so interesting in some ways yeah i think i think probably one of the best parts about the room is the story behind it and yeah. it just makes a lot more sense once you kind of understand like what's going on and how like rex Estero got involved even um, but I'm sure that after all this time, like Tommy Wiseau can't be doing too bad because I mean, I'm like you said, this, I'm sure he's made a lot of money off this film. And I, I don't know figures or anything. He said candidly that he's, he has paid money off the movie. Like he hasn't specified how much, but I mean, he put well, 6 million <laughs> in and which is, get it? <laughs> he said it was selling leather jackets to south korea is what he said um which doesn't make any sense he could be from south korea for all we know no honestly we just don't know we We just just don't don't know know. it's a big mystery and and i don't think he still is a mystery man in a lot of ways like i think that the um franco brothers like did a really good job like capturing like the essence of mark and tommy's relationship but there's they even in the disaster artist, it still like shows the story of kind of Tommy Wiseau and then how Mark Greg Sestero got involved and then um but it still like leaves a lot of like questions because that's totally. real life too. Like, we just none of us know. I've got I've got some trivia for you. I just copy pasted this straight from INDB because I think it's just <laughs> like it's so perfect, and I don't want to change a word of it. Okay. According to Greg Sestero, Tommy Wiseau intended for the film to contain a subplot in which Johnny was revealed to be a vampire. Oh, man. Due to Wiseau's own f- fascination with the creature, Sestero recounts how, at the outset of production, Wiseau tasked members of the crew with figuring out a way to execute a sequence in which Johnny's Mercedes would lift off from the roof of the townhouse and fly across the San Francisco skyline, revealing Johnny's vampiric nature. Wizzo eventually decided to drop the subplot after learning that there was no practical way to film the flying car sequence on the production's budget. That's literally crazy. That is insane. It's absolutely insane. Um, and so- why, like, why did he have to, like, okay, so say he wanted to be a vampire, that was a subplot, sure. Like, right. There's a lot of ways to do that other than flying your Mercedes across the skyline of San Francisco. No, and then the fact that he thought that was essential 
just showing that Tommy Wiseau was a vampire. It's like, oh, we can't film Mercedes flying. Oh, no vampire. And then I can't she's be- done with that. <laughs> oh man, what what a that's that's hilarious. That's a fun fact. What a dude. What a dude. Um, leave your stupid comments in your pocket. Is well, sorry, <laughs> sorry. So Mark says that. So he goes, leave your stupid comments in your pocket. But um, that is a bizarre line. Greg Sestero had considerable difficulty delivering the line, leave your stupid comments in your pocket due to its bizarre nature. And his requests to alter it were denied by Tommy Wiseau, who insisted Sestero's emotionality, not the line, was the problem. The venomous take used in the film was the result of Sestero recalling every bad experience he had had on the film up until that point and imagining he was instead saying, why are you doing this to me to Tommy Wiseau? So basically Tommy Wiseau was like, how horrible was I as director? And then um, (laughs) they got that take of Sestero saying, leave your stupid comments in your pocket. So he had to use, I guess, his bad experiences on the film as like motivation or inspiration for that line, like his anger behind it. His anger. I mean, you can tell he's definitely angry in that scene, but it's, yeah, it's such a, I can understand like Greg Sestero like wanting to cut that one out. Well, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's like the rest of this movie and like the script and stuff where it just doesn't make sense. They'll leave your stupid comments in your pocket. Just, but just let it not make sense. <laughs> um, yeah. also, my I'm wallet, sorry. my keep... phone, <laughs> my AirPods, and my stupid comments. And your stupid comments. <laughs> um, also, like this keeps like um coming back to me, but this happens multiple times throughout the movie where like they tease each other and accuse each other of being a chicken and they start going chirp chirp chirp, yes Yes. (laughs) like how can we like ignore that like that is a huge like that is that is insane (laughs) but they all think it's like normal like they each do it to each other or like when you're um like a child and you're like your friend to do something and you call them a chicken but no 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 this is like this is guy talk this is adult guy talk in the room. <laughs> no, totally. And they make it like they they make it super apparent that it's like guy talk or it's girl talk, and you're not and and you're not welcome because it was her and her friend talking, or it was like him and his friend talking. It's like mm-hmm. it's it's super particular if it's like guy talk or girl talk or anything else. Right. Um, they make it very specific that is that i guess um if that made any sense uh no it it does and i think like the scenes where they're quote unquote joking around with each other calling each other the chickens and then like constantly tossing the football i think that kind of goes back to like tommy wiseau's like impression of what american culture is like i think that's like what he thinks is normal and i mean in a lot of ways like it is normal to like toss around the football, maybe not call each other like chickens constantly and go like do the chip chip thing. But 
just like the way it's shown in the movie is just like it's not really it's not very accurate he's like part of the way there like he's yeah yeah for sure but somewhat there but it just he doesn't quite Mm -hmm. if like you didn't understand like american culture exactly it seems like you'd at least understand how humans interacted how like if something says if someone says something someone follows up on it like i i i can sort of understand how you're trying to understand american culture and american tv Mm -hmm. but there's something about it that's just this isn't how humans interact yeah there's just nothing organic about it and i think Mm -hmm. there's still like humans do interact like the same way across cultures there might be certain nuances that you know one wouldn't pick up on but yeah i think i think you're right it's it's there definitely are times where he's trying to understand american culture but also like the way the script is written is just not like yeah it just doesn't really pick up on like organic human interactions is there anything else about this movie that that makes it like an all-timer for you um yeah, I'll, I just think the backstory is so interesting to me. Yeah, totally. So I'm like always one of those people, and I know like this is really common. Um, I like to know the context behind a movie, like what it's based on, like when it was created, when the period, um, or sorry, the time frame of the movie, like, you know, was this based on a historical story? Like, is it filmed? Like, is it set in the past? Sorry, the setting. Um, and then the characters and the backgrounds if i you know see an actor in a movie that i like i'll look them up for hours like on the internet on imdb etc yeah um yeah i'm up till 3 a.m doing that often (laughs) so i just think it's interesting that tommy wiseau is this mystery man um as we've said and then the disaster artists like so I think when I found out about this movie, I was in college and it was one of my best friends from high school. She found out about this movie, The Room and showed me and we were all like hooked instantly because it's just, it was so like ridiculous. It just like captivated us. Like you were saying your mom did, like what happened to your mom? And then she was like, hey guys, like I brought this up because there's this movie based on the movie called The Disaster Artist. And it shows the backstory to the movie. And it's just crazy how this whole thing went down. Um, and we ended up like seeing that within like a week of like my first time watching The Room. So that totally. was- really- Yeah, I think there's so much, there's so much lore around this that's sort of to be expected when you have a movie that's this weird is, mm-hmm. it's just, it's so weird. I think another thing that I didn't, that I didn't, tension about how weird it was is when he says we're expecting and everyone goes Woo! <laughs> and then and then and then she's like i'm actually not pregnant and then and then all her friends are like what and she's like she's like i just told him that to make it interesting it's it's odd because it's almost his view of other people that you see through the other characters it's like i am a great person and everyone around every every and and everyone else around me is horrible and you almost get to see like his view of other people through that but yeah um 
yeah no it's it's so odd and i think it's like the lore around the movie combined with just how how weird the movie is on its own yeah no and i i think your point about i guess since tommy wrote the script like it shows his like his view of other of other people and then i think that kind of ties into the disaster artist and i'm sure i mean for most movies that are based on true events like there's definitely some fiction out and in, in, in there for um you know for the sake of hollywood for sure but in in the disaster artist it kind of shows tommy is really really wanting to be the center of attention you know he gets pushed back from other people he sees himself as this great guy and i just think that kind of translates into the script a lot it does totally totally it's entirely mm-hmm. like his his view of himself that like you're seeing in the movie it's really interesting right yeah. um yeah um just a couple of random things i want to touch on um it was sure. submitted to paramount <laughs> he submitted it to paramount and usually you go to reply in a couple weeks and this movie this movie was projected in 24 hours so there's that um oh my goodness 24 hours Holy 24 God. hours they were just like uh uh-uh. um it's the first movie ever to be shot on film and digital simultaneously so he had a two camera setup where he was shooting mm-hmm. on on film and digital the trouble is you need to light things differently for the two Differently, yeah. So you need to light things. So he he was looking at like the digital camera and like the and 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 and, and like the cut you see is entirely from that camera. Tell like I think the other camera is like completely unusable, pretty much, because that's never been released or spoken of or anything. But he he designed a custom um, setup to shoot on both at the same time. So that's bizarre um very interesting yeah and then mark is named after matt damon because tommy was thought his name was mark damon <laughs> <laughs> oh man so that exists um and then this movie employed 400 people which See, I, that's i think the most shocking thing of all i right. mean half the production is tommy like if it, so, I actually stuck around after the movie um, ended. I I watched the credits for a little bit. <laughs> it didn't seem like there's much going on, but I mean, I guess it took a lot of you know behind the scenes work to make this incredible film. What do you think about? What do you think about? Sorry, maybe we should save this for um, disaster artist. But what do you no, think? No, it's fine. Greg and Tommy's relationship. It's re- it, 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 it's really interesting to me. I think that that's like the that's that's pretty fundamental to the disaster artist. But I think like like Greg is like a struggling struggling actor who's super poor, and Tommy. Wiseau, I mean, didn't he live with his mom in the beginning? I think so. I think so. And Tommy Wiseau has a bunch of money. Tommy Wiseau's like, come live with me. We'll go to L.A. And, and they go to LA and um, he's sort of like, wow, this guy is a weirdo, but he's so fascinating. And like, I think the thing about that movie is you get to see 
what he saw in Tommy, which is just like, this guy has a bunch of money. He is so confident in himself, even though he's a weirdo. And, um, and I think you, 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 you see that in a little bit in this movie, but I think in this movie, it's mostly like Tommy thinks this is a masterpiece and Greg is like, I will do this, but um, this won't be seen by anyone. And in reality, it's not a masterpiece and it was seen by everyone, which is just odd. Do you have any thoughts on them? Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. And I think that, I, I mean, I agree with everything you said, but I, I think that Greg did find like the lifestyle that Tommy or just, you know, joining Tommy on this adventure, like what he could provide. And I think kind of in a way, like Greg was using him too. Um, right. I mean, totally. I think the disaster artist does portray like an element of friendship and again, like not positive if that's totally the full story. Um, but yeah, wait, I, I think so they become friends because I think Mark or sorry, Greg Sestero does admire like the confidence in Tommy and that's like what it takes to become a successful actor. Maybe not necessarily be taken seriously, but I think Greg looks up to that in the beginning and then he gets pulled into this film, like realizes, hey, this is really weird, but goes along with it, like you said, because he doesn't think anyone's going to see it. Um, I really wonder what he's up to these days. <laughs> I mean, the both of them, Lisa, everyone, honestly. So, so Sestero was just in that Netflix show, The Haunting of Bly Manor. Was he really? Yeah, so he shows up in that. I which saw is the, the big first deal. episode. I'm, wait, which episode does he show up in? I'm not sure, but I know he has a part in that movie <laughs> or, or show. The show? So, wow. so that's, that's a big unreal. deal. Sorry to change topics on you, but I feel like we haven't really discussed the ending very much. And I feel like that's also another really heavy subject that's just thrown to the movie and made very brief and casual. Yeah. Um, I have I have nothing specific to add here, besides the fact that he's trying to win an Oscar, and it's bizarre. And I uh, think they use a lot of ketchup packets. I can tell you that. <laughs> no, totally. And I love, I love when, in terms of I, like blood because he does commit suicide. <laughs> and I love when Lisa comes in. She's like, "Wake up, Johnny! Like, wake up! Like." <laughs> dude blew his brains out like what do you yeah literally like that's how he did it um i mean there's no coming back from that no um yeah no that that scene is bizarre i just take that as him trying to win an oscar what do you what are your thoughts on this drama Drama. very dramatic the drama yeah um and then, like, Greg becomes oblivious once again to his and Lisa's relationship where he, you know, sometimes wants her, he sometimes doesn't. And then he basically tells her that she essentially, like, secondhand killed Johnny. And I think that's just how it ends, right? There's really nothing else to it. Lisa's yeah, that's basically girl, it. That's basically Johnny it. Is, is quote-unquote, in a better place, which, you know what, he probably was. And then Denny comes in, and he's like, oh, no, Johnny, like, who's going to pay for my tuition? 
Danny is like an inappropriate joke at a funeral. I feel like he's just always in the wrong place at the wrong time. It's really, it's really just bizarre. His character just is, is so weird to me. Um, I feel like I'm through my notes. Is there anything else you had in your notes just about like what you had experienced seeing this movie? I just like have this written down. Um, this kind of goes back to the topic on just like how Johnny thing or sorry, how Tommy Wiseau thinks people talk to each other. There is like a scene, I like wrote this down because I thought it was so absurd, where Lisa like calls Mark. She's like says that like, don't worry, lover boy, or something weird like that, where it's just extremely uncomfortable and he's just like, all right. And I she know, says it like lover go. boy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really I mean, uncomfortable. She is also interesting too. I mean, I don't really know much about her um, as like a real person either. She is she is super embarrassed from this movie and doesn't talk about it that much, basically. Because I mean, like her her tits are out a lot of the time, and she yeah. is not a great actress, and she's pretty famous from this movie, and she just doesn't want to be. Basically, is is the summation of what I've heard about her, but I don't know. Yeah, I just kind of wonder if she felt this like similar to how Greg Sestero felt, or I mean, I'm sure she was just trying to make it too. Um, and then she got hired for this movie. This guy had a lot of money, but I wonder if like while she was filming it, she realized, hey, like this is really weird. I'm not a good actress. Like what's going on um yeah is there anything else you want to touch on i think we touched it all that's what she said characters we touched the characters we touched the movie we touched tommy wiseau we touched greg (laughs) we touched everything (laughs) I i don't know what else we didn't touch to wrap this up i usually have my guests leave with a quote in character. Have you given this any thought? It can be from this movie. It can be from another movie. But it has to be a quote in character. Um, I'm going to go with um, Tommy. I mean, it, he's the only one that's quotable, really. Right. Um, besides the lover boy scene, I suppose. But I'd say, I'm tired. I'm wasted. I love you, darling. <laughs> I love you, darling. You do it so much better. <laughs> no, 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 you got it. It's great. It's I love great. you, darling. Um, it's great to have you on, Sydney. This has been super fun. Yes, thanks for having me on. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> Hi, Doggy. You're my favorite customer. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye-bye. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cineflag, and I will see you next week.